Dealmaker Insights, the podcast brought to you by Reed Smith's corporate and finance lawyers from around the globe. In this podcast series, we explore the various legal and financial issues impacting your deals. Should you have any questions on any of the content through this series, please contact our speakers. Hello, and welcome to our next episode. I'm Tamara Box, and I'm the managing partner uh, for Europe and Middle East for Reed Smith. I also have the privilege of leading our structured finance practice, and an even bigger privilege of working with uh, Ian Balkwell, who's here with me now. He is our CMBS guru. There's just no one better at this stuff than Ian, and I think we're going to have a really great conversation about his very favorite topic now. <laughs> so, Ian... <laughs> You know, look, it looks like CMBS issuance this year has already outstripped, even in in the state of the year that we're in, sort of just over halfway, has already outstripped pretty much every year since the financial crisis bar the full years of, say, 2019 and, and I think 2013. You know, let me ask you, be a little controversial. Despite that, you'll hear in that we still go back to the financial crisis. We still have to mention that that was really our our sort of low watermark, if you will. And I think it was quite a low watermark. So, you know, with that, are we are we really at a stage where we're just talking about a, a market that limps along? Uh, or are we really going to see capital markets financing real estate assets, you know, roar back? And I mean, noting that we're a long way um, out from the financial crisis. What do you think? Yeah, well, it's, it's a very good question. And I I would like to take you to task with the concept of uh, low, you know, low watermark. I mean, quite frankly, leading up to the financial crisis was very much CMBS's high mark. And at that point in time, you may recall, you know, the, the real chat then back in 2006 was about CRE CDOs and the fact that those those structures, which, you know, I think Europe saw maybe three of those. Um, but the fact that those structures could sort of absorb you know, junior classes of notes, B notes and the like. So I would say that actually the financial crisis was very much the high point for uh, for CMBS. And well, we've crashed since then, Ian. Come on, I mean nothing's happened. So maybe the maybe the market that was it. It's over, and now you know low water since then, and we're never coming back. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> no. Look, it's a fair point. I think the reality is is that European CMBS basically ran before it could walk, and that's what we saw in the noughties leading up to the financial crisis. And then ever since then, the market has spent the last 13 years doing some real soul searching. And I would say what we're seeing now is basically the fruits of 13 years of sort of soul searching with with the product now sort of having learnt and learnt from the mistakes of the past. I mean, the, the, the reality is, is when the financial crisis struck, people started looking at these structures and a number of flaws were identified and, you know, there's been a lot of litigation that everybody's been, you know, very familiar with. But as part of all of that, what we've also seen is trade bodies like Cressy um, come up with best practice principles for CMBS. We've also seen investors coming up with similar sort of guidance. Meanwhile, you know, regulators have begun to get their arms around securitization generally and have come up with, you know, some regulation, which, you know, although it didn't receive a warm welcome, Nevertheless, that regulation, I think, can be regarded as helpful. And I think the bottom yes, line is... it's still on the naughty step, right? I mean, it's still a little <laughs> bit on the naughty step with regulators. You know, when you look at uh, securitization regulation in particular, you, you think that's really because we, we're still in the deconstruct 
to reconstruct sort of, you know, learning or, or are we coming out of that? I think CMBS will always be in the naughty step because that's the sort of person that CMBS is. The bottom line with CMBS is that the underlying collateral is large, chunky commercial real estate assets secured by loans. It's not a sort of granular you know, auto loan portfolio or RMBS or, or similar. So CMBS would always be on the naughty step. And I think the sooner that market participants come to accept and realize that, I think, you know, that, that's good for the market as a whole. So, yes, I agree with that. It, it will always be on the naughty step. But quite frankly, it's, it's, it's a great product to be on the naughty step because, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, if, I think you and I may have had this conversation 10 years ago and, the fact we're still talking about CMBS now means that CMBS is not going away. It, it, it is very much here, you know, to stay. And quite frankly, through COVID, you know, many of the structures, structures and lessons learned over the past 10 years have really been put to the test. And quite frankly, they, you know, the product has sort of held up. Yeah. So what we're seeing this year, this surge in issuance, you don't think it's, you know, just a consequence of having some, you know, latent demand and deep supply from from the last, you know, year of the pandemic. You think this is really a a resurgence or indeed a, you know, a, a new surge of CNBS that we're witnessing. And if, if that's the case, you know, wh- why is that? What what's changing? Yeah, so I think I think what we've we sort of saw over the last maybe two or three years is a you know gradual um increase in issuance. I think you know, there's a number of reasons for that. I think, firstly, I think regulatory certainty has come into play. You know, for a number of years now, there's been various regulatory sort of proposals banded around. But I think, you know, with the securitization regulation being implemented in, in January 29, I think that's created a lot of certainty that's been helpful. You know, people are more more in, in tune with, with, with CMBS structures generally, which I think is really positive. I think the biggest driver at the moment is pricing. I mean, the pricing that you're getting for AAA rated bonds are is phenomenal, and be, people are seeing it's not just one or two issuances; there's sustained issuances of improved pricing. We saw record pricing immediately before COVID, and now we've we've seen you know leading into the summer another deal put, you know, put together by Bamel again with record pricing, and I think you know that that pricing really makes people sort of you know, stop and think about the product and, and think actually, how, how can we actually use this in a way to actually better finance, you know, commercial real estate assets and, and, and their loan book? And is that really, is that the sort of trick to all this, Ian? This is better financing. Capital markets just make better technology, better financing for these assets than bank lending? Is there still going to be a, you know, a, a comparator there? Or really are we sort of seeing... Um, a move into, okay, there's so much flexibility, you know, with a capital markets product that it'll eclipse bank lending on, on real estate assets? Yeah, so it's, it's a good question because I think what we're seeing is, is it's a bit of a paradigm shift that we've sort of been seeing over the last, I suppose, 20, 30 years in many respects because, you know, traditionally banks would be out there lending against commercial real estate loans. Lending would be based on relationships. They quite happily sit on sit on the, those loans, you know, for the life of that loan. And then w- when a borrower wants to come, comes to refinance and they have a conversation and all is good. I think what securitization does is create a, is a mechanism by which it provides cheaper funding for banks. And I think a number of banks through the financial crisis again, but also COVID have come to realize that 
it's not so smart or great to have potentially large chunky loans sitting on your books secured by commercial real estate because if for any reason you know the property markets go south and you need to to basically get rid of some of those non-core assets or, or loans defaults then it's actually quite hard getting rid of whole loans whereas actually if if instead of having whole loans on your books you actually have a bunch of securitization notes which benefit from you know credit rating credit enhancement as well as the liquidity which goes with that then surely it's much better for a bank to be sitting with securitized notes on its book as opposed to loans and i would hazard a guess that that is the direction that things should and will move in over the coming years so just much more comfortably liquid in that regard and tradable yeah okay i like it well i said at the beginning you're 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 a cmbs guru you know quoted often in any you know of the trade or other sort of rags about cmbs or indeed uh, real estate financing generally so so let's get your crystal ball out what do you predict and and try to hold your enthusiasm back a little because we do know that you know this is your favorite uh, asset class and you're you're great at it but you know being realistic what do you what do you see for for cmbs and indeed for for capital markets financing real estate assets going forward yeah well i'd say my crystal ball is pretty dusty <laughs> Once I've wiped away that dust, what I would I would say is, I think we have to look at the US to an extent to see what's happening there. And I think you know CRE CLOs has been a has been a product that we've sort of seen huge exponential growth in the US over the past seven years. And there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be seeing that sort of product in Europe. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, CRE CDOs was a big thing that people were talking about back in two thousand and six. I would say that you know CRE CLOs have got an equivalent place now in 2021. And in terms of CRE CLOs, I think you know one of the key things to appreciate about those is that they are you know it's a financing instrument typically used for sort of transitional assets. And I think if you look at the fallout from COVID and how people are looking at that commercial real estate and looking at how they're going to repurpose that real estate or make it benefit for purpose then what we're going to see is an increase in sort of transitional assets and a greater increase than we were certainly seeing before the before COVID. And, and, and therefore, I think, you know, capital market instruments such as CRE, CLOs can play a critical role in, in financing those sort of transitional assets. And then if I sort of dust more of the, of the crystal ball, the other thing I would say is what I think you'll also see is it's emergence of a lot of those debt funds that have already sort of filled the gap left by the banks in the wake of the financial crisis, looking at other ways of sort of finance, you know, they've already stepped in, into the plate in terms of providing commercial real estate finance. But what we're also going to see is maybe they, they'll start looking at capital markets, either CMBS or CRE, CLOs to sort of fund their positions, as opposed to using the sort of traditional repo lines and other sorts of funding that they have used to date. So I think those two things will be, you know, huge developments in the, in the years to come. Super. And you think we're going to stay on the regulatory naughty step or are we getting, uh, are we getting a little closer to it, at, at least becoming more mainstream? Maybe it's still a bit naughty, but mainstream? Well, I always remember being at school and you always had that kid on the naughty step who was always a bit of a joker. And that was why they were on the naughty step. And actually, people quite like that that joker on the naughty step because it made people laugh. 
And given CMBS's role in the market, I would say that CMBS is going to be set to stay on the naughty step. But I don't think that's any bad thing because that's where it, given the nature of what CMBS is, that's where it deserves to stay. And and that's no bad thing. I think just people have got to accept that CMBS is a, it's a naughty asset class, but a very exciting one. It's a bit complex, just needs a little understanding, but still necessary yeah. and important to the whole. Got it. I like it. Well, thank you for that, Ian, and I no doubt get to hear more uh, nuggets of wisdom from you in another episode, but great to get to chat with you. Uh, thank you very much. Dealmaker Insights is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Ali McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's corporate and financial industry practices, please email dealmakerinsights at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, readsmith.com, and on our social media accounts at ReadsmithLLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Any views, opinions, or comments made by any external guest speaker are not to be attributed to Reed Smith LLP or its individual lawyers. All rights reserved.